Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the Midwest Farm Report, and we're here in my garage. The rain hasn't let up for us to go outside, but I do have a lengthy to-do list outside. I'm going to be harvesting my grapes and winterizing some other fruit. The only problem is I don't know what I'm doing. So I called on UW-Madison professor in horticulture, Dr. Amaya Tucha. She's also a UW Extension fruit specialist. And my first question for you is, how do I even know when my grapes are ready for harvest? Sure. There's a couple of indicators that you can use to figure out when you want to harvest your grapes. First of all, uh, in varieties that are red, like this one, we have a couple of clusters here that Stephanie just collected from her vines out there. Uh, the varieties that have red grapes or purple grapes, that as you can see here, they will change color. And that process, we call it veraison. And that usually happens here in Southern Wisconsin around, I would say late July, early August. And that's when you start seeing those berries that were green they start turning color and you can see here some of them are in transition into developing this uh, pigment that is the blue pigment we call them anthocyanins and it's part of what gives you know all of those health benefits actually to eating grapes and drinking red wine so that starts developing around uh, late july early august and that's the first indicator that the fruit and those berries are starting to ripe and accumulate sugar because the main indicator for harvesting our grapes is the sugar content. Everybody wants to eat, you know, sweet grapes. And that start, that process starts when they change color. So once that happens, what I usually recommend, even commercial growers, is to start sampling fruit and tasting and tasting and tasting. Because so much of it, when you are just growing on your backyard, it's like, what type of fruit you like? How do you like your fruit? Like how, how sweet you want those, those um, grapes to be? The longer you keep them in the vine, the sweeter they will get. So that's one thing. Then the other thing that you can look at is the color of the seeds inside. If you have cultivars that have seed, a lot of the table grapes uh, and, and just dessert grapes that we have are seedless. So if you have some varieties that do have seeds, when the seeds change color to brown, from green to brown, that's yet another indicator that the fruit might be getting ready to be harvested. The other thing that I would point out is, look at the weather we're having right here, is we have so much rain that usually we tend to have a lot of diseases. So if you have a fruit that is starting to develop some of that powdering mildew, you start seeing those white speckles here and there, and you start seeing that they're decaying, or when you have events of rains like the one we're gonna have today, when, you know, very, very common climate change, we get dump two inches of rain, three inches of rain, when the berries are very, uh, they're full of sugars, they will split. So, you know, be careful with that. That's another indicator. Just go ahead and harvest as soon as you can because those are gonna start decaying. Yeah. One of my vines does have some grapes that are starting to split and yeah. they're very red. Um, should I like try one and yeah, <laughs> see if try I like one? It? Because as I said, like when you're harvesting just to consume at home, it's very different than when you're harvesting for another purpose or when you're harvesting to make wine. There's a lot of the vineyards that we have here in Wisconsin are for wine. You're looking for a lot of other indicators, but if you're just gonna eat them, if you taste the berries and the berries taste good, then go ahead and, and, and harvest them and enjoy them. Now I did purchase a wine kit because I was gonna <laughs> harvest, stomp them and uh, try my hand at making wine. 
anything special I should know for that? Well, for there's purposes? there's a couple of things that you can you can buy a couple of um, you know relatively inexpensive equipment to measure the amount of sugar that they have. They're called refractometers. You can buy them online. Just click on your your search engine refractometer, and you can have digital and traditional ones that are just you know you can you what you do is you put a drop of the juice of mm -hmm. the berries in there and when the light intercepts that solution that has sugar will refract in a different way and that can tell you the amount of sugar and there's a little scale when you look across the light when the light is hitting that 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 place in the refractometer where you have this, the juice it will tell you how many bricks that measures the soluble solids which is basically sugar content and you can see the different levels. And in general, for table grapes uh, that you want to eat at home, anything between you know about 15 to 16, 18 bricks is very sweet and great to enjoy. When we're looking at uh, uh, grapes that we want to harvest for wine, it will depend a lot on the type of wine that you want to make, but you want higher sugar content. And the reason is because you're going to ferment them. The more sugar you have, the more alcohol you're going to be fermenting into because sugar transforms into alcohol when you ferment them. So we, we generally harvest um, varieties for red wine around ideally between 22 to 24 bricks, so much more than table grapes. Okay, okay. so then now let's get into the actual harvesting part. Mm -hmm. How how close to the vine are you getting? As as close you can you can get as close as possible. Uh, you're gonna see that the cluster itself is gonna hang from the cane that at this point of the year is starting to turn brown, and yeah. so you just want to clip as close as possible. You can keep that fruit immediately in the refrigerator if you want to keep it for a longer period of time. That's what I usually recommend. Uh, if you keep it outside and you already have some of those berries that have, have split. You're gonna end up having a lot of fruit flies inside your house, so avoid that and put them aside. But but that's it. There's really nothing, no no um, science on 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 harvesting grapes. You just clip just the entire cluster out of it and just do it. You're not gonna you're not gonna harm your your vines at all. What is the fog that the grapes get on the outside of them? Well, this is a little bit uh, of uh, some wax that they develop. You know, like blueberries also have the same. And that is basically just to protect the skin. So the 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 um, the berries develop this this waxy area around the skin just to protect them. It's sort of like a, a protection from like UV also. Okay. And so that's why the the berry, but but that is normal and and you see it in actually all of the fruits. It's just that it's it's more visible because of the color here and the blueberries as well but apples also develop wax on the outside and a lot of other fruits develop wax just to protect the skin so when we talk about the size of the vine mm -hmm. i mean it's not a very big stump the stump trunk the, the trunk so i mean should there be a limit on how far it grows out to, to be able to support itself? Or? Well, if you have a trellis structure or a support structure, um, in general, what you want to what you would want to have is a main trunk, and that of, out of that trunk, that is a permanent structure. You would want to have what we call cordons. They're also permanent structure. They're like trunk, but instead of growing vertically, they're going to grow horizontally, and those are permanent. You keep them supported by a trellis system. And out of those um, cordons, you're going to have every year new canes mm -hmm. and shoots growing that are going to carry the fruit. And during the winter, what you're going to do is you're going to cut back those shoots from the growing season so that you can renew that material and then you're going to have new 
canes coming down from there. Okay, and I'll be going outside afterwards to kind of do that pruning and harvest those grapes. Um, you can tell the new growth. It's a lighter yes. green. They're you can just tell that they're newer stems. So, so just the new off. growth of this year is going to be green, but if you look at the base of those shoots, they are starting to get brown. They're starting a process that's called lignification. So they're starting to become older wood and they're preparing for the winter. So what I recommend is don't touch your vines at this time of the year. Wait until next spring. You're going to have no leaves. Everything is going to be exposed. It's going to be so much easier to see where you want to cut. If you try to go now and remove some of that material, it's just going to be all tangled. It's going to be a pain. You won't really know what you're cutting, especially if your vine is not well trained. Uh, so wait until the spring. You can wait as late as you want because we usually have really tough winters here in Wisconsin or we have spring frost. And so I usually recommend if you can wait until, you know, April here in southern Wisconsin, that's ideal time uh, because then you're making sure that anything you cut is exposed to the, those open wounds that you make by cutting are going to be exposed to really extreme cold temperatures and some of that tissue can mm -hmm. desiccate right after where you make that cut and so you lose that area where you will have potentially new shoots coming out of there so wait until april that's the best time and that's where you're going to be able to really have a good picture of how your vine looks i guess i'll have to be patient <laughs> yes, i really want to yes. get out there but yeah okay I'll, i can wait till april i want to talk now um I, I have a lot of creeping charlie under those vines and i don't know if grapes count as an established perennial so that i can spray herbicide? I don't know if you have any if, tips on that. If you if your vines are more than four years old and you have a trunk that is you know lignified and is an older trunk you can apply herbicide. The problem is when you have new vines those vines are going to be very sensitive to herbicides. Now when you're applying herbicides grapes are extremely sensitive to a type of herbicide that's called 2,4-D so that's a no-no type of herbicide. What I would recommend you is try to establish grass, the same grass that you have, lawn that you have under your vine, and just mow it. The vines are going to do fine. There's going to be no competition. Vines have a very, very extensive root system. They're going to explore you know, all the soil. They they're, going to they're going to find their way there, their nutrients, their water down there, and the grass is not going to compete with them. If you don't want any weeds, just seed some grass there and just mow it the same way that you mow the rest of your backyard. That's the best way to keep uh, that area covered, keep that area infiltrating water when it rains, and also making sure you're not having any erosion or any, any you know, breaking down of the soil around that area because you have it protected with the lawn that is growing there. Okay. So that's, that's the best, simplest option if you want to have grapes in your backyard. And that's good to know because 2,4-D herbicide, that's broadleaf and that's yes. what it's uh, had used and, and, and I would say if you're going to grow, if you're going to have those grapes there, just be very careful what your neighbors are doing because you can also have a lot of drift. And as I said, grapes are very sensitive to 2,4-D and you're going you're gonna to see a lot of damage. That's something that unfortunately we see a lot in commercial vineyards that, you know, the neighbors have maybe, you know, other crops and they're spraying that type of herbicide and we have a lot of drift happening and then you have a lot of damage on the vines. You'd mentioned um, climate change kind of influencing these severe weather yeah. events we're having, um, including those polar vortexes. Now, is there anything I have to do during the winter for those types of severe cold events for my grapes? Unfortunately, there's not much that we can do. 
people have tried to cover them, use some of those um, thermal uh, fabrics to protect them. They do work uh, to some extent. I would say the most important thing is choose the right cultivar for where you are. We do have extension publications with some cultivars that are uh, more appropriate for southern Wisconsin and northern Wisconsin. So if you are interested in growing grapes, just make sure that you look at those information and just choose something that is going to be cold hardy enough. Uh, that's my best recommendation. That's a recommendation we also give to commercial growers. I mean, there's if you are planting something that is cold sensitive in a place like Wisconsin, you always going to be dealing with it and you're always going to have cold damage one way or another and eventually the plant is going to accumulate cold damage in different parts and so that would could end up possibly that vine collapsing and dying not one year but because of cumulative small little bit of damage that at the end the plant is not able to carry a crop because it has too much damage from from several winters that that they have you know, damaged their tissue. So my recommendation in that case is just make sure you're buying the right cultivars for Wisconsin. All right, well, thank you so much. That's, yeah. that's all my questions for I head out and start doing everything you told me to do. <laughs> but again, Dr. Amaya Tucha, UW Extension Fruit Specialist and uh, Professor in horticulture. horticulture. So thank you so much for, for doing this with you're me welcome. today.